hey, this is KX97.9. This is for $1,000. Who is Who are your best friend podcast hosts who are really sorry? Is this working? Should I keep going? Uh, that sounded great. I should leave the pranks, the phone pranks to yes. you. Anyway, even though this is best friends, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. call this a phone prank as much as the intro to our podcast, but you know, whatever floats your boat. Gotcha. It's been a four season prank. <laughs> Pranks on all of you people listening. <laughs> you should see your face. Anyway, um, this is best friends club podcast. As one can assume, I'm Ashley. I'm Renee. And this is episode nine of season four. The one where they're going to party party oh um, this is a good one it's a good one so it's not as good as the last one which was iconic if you'll remember last week was the thanksgiving episode um which was the one with chandler in a box i was about to say uh-huh. it was the second thanksgiving episode but we're already in season four time is flying yeah i you know i was trying to think if there was a thanksgiving episode in season two or three Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I know there's the one with the with the first Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then there's the one with the football, but I can't remember a third. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's been three in the four years. But maybe there was, and I just don't remember. Yeah. That's we're going to get I'm, people, I'm not. We're going to get people telling us about this. Look, sorry. Again, things that we would have looked up beforehand <laughs> had we known we were going to talk about it. Because, okay, so the first year is the shoop, shoop, shoop. Yeah. Wasn't that Thanksgiving? Yeah, it is, because it's the one where Underdog mm-hmm. gets away. What about the one where Monica... Yes. Oh. What? No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say where Monica works for, like, that Mocklet company. That's what I was just about to say. I think that is technically the holiday episode, but it doesn't... It's not exclusively Thanksgiving. Okay. But, yeah, that's that's true. That's season two. Yeah, and then last year was... The football. The one with all the football. The That's Ge- right. The Geller Cup. Mm-hmm. And so, Maha. So I think season two might be... Th- Maha. I'm sorry, Dutch. I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> I think that might be the only non-Thanksgiving uh, The one without a Thanksgiving. Year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which about the one... That would be good. What, what about the one where they, like, don't actually show Thanksgiving? This might be coming up next year, but... Um, oh, yeah, it is. It is, it is. It's the one where... Like they start, um, they start out where um, Phoebe can't work the remote because she doesn't want to lift her arm because they're so full, and then they just start telling stories about past Thanksgivings. Yeah, and it's that like why Chandler hates Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's right. Why Monica cut off his toe? And yeah, yeah. okay, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. I come. think that's like the one with all the Thanksgivings. I think so because it's I think that like might be what it's called. More turkey, Mr. Chandler. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That guy's accent gets thicker and thicker every day you tell the story. <laughs> More turkey, Mr. Chandler. <laughs> Sounds um, a little bit like Dutch now that I'm doing it. <laughs> I didn't quite catch that, Dutch. Oh, okay. So in this episode, this one's still pretty good. Um, and it starts out with the bitchin' van. <laughs> Let's talk about that one first, hey. So, um, Oh, my gosh. Phoebe and Monica bring everyone outside to see their new van that they bought. And it's like this like 
what I would imagine. It's like the van from School of Rock, I guess. Like, yeah, one yeah. can only assume that like is used to follow the Grateful Dead on tour around America. Um, yes, and it's got like a um, a painting of a like a spray painting of a woman Zena on the warrior side. princess. Yeah, very warrior princess on the side, holding like a sword, and her boobs have lights that flash and I like that they're they're like oh you know of course we're gonna we're gonna change it we're gonna paint over the sword with a baguette (laughs) that's what Phoebe says and I feel like maybe that's just her idea of what they should do probably that's a that's a good point but you know it is because then Phoebe's like are you sure you want me to go get the van like refitted because I just I would hate to do it if we're then just gonna change it back (laughs) I don't want to take it out, the waterbed out, if we're just going to put it right back in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, it's like a conversion van or. Yeah. And I love that um, it does remind me of the days that I traveled around America in my own sketchy conversion van, which we have talked about before. We have where that guy called Ashley her vixen um, (laughs) back a few episodes ago. You guys have seen the photos. Oh, missed um, connections. Do you have, do you think that maybe you and Matt will um, give the RV some updates now that you've had some ideas? Yeah, I um, we were gonna just paint. We were just gonna bring the fiberglass on the outside back to its original white. But now that I've seen this woman with the sword, you're like my mm. mind's really starting to to mm. really you know give it second thoughts. You know, it's a great um, idea. <laughs> What is <clears throat> that? Oh that, yeah, that's what's great. Um, yeah, so if you guys didn't know, Matt and I are restoring an old RV, a 1988 uh, little RV, where like the bed is over the driving part. Um, and by we, I mean Matt does all the hard work, and I just tell him what colors Morning. I like. Yeah, chooses the fabric. I art direct. <laughs> <laughs> I choose fabric and fixtures, and tell him all yes or no bits. to his ideas. You're the Joanna yes. to his Chip. It's adorable. Exactly. Exactly. It's very fixer-upper, except we don't have kids, and we don't suddenly have $3,000 left over in the budget every single time we do this. <laughs> but I like Chip and Joanna, so I'm like, yeah, they're like, I'm, oh. I'm, I like them, and so I'm into their, like, brand, but... Um, if you're a uh, gains head out there and you want to put in your own two cents... <laughs> <A> gains head! <laughs> You oh, just man. let us know why they're so lovable and why you love them so much. Um. Okay. So I don't know how we got. You know onto who's that one. not good people. Um. Uh, Alessandro from Alessandro's. <laughs> who? Yeah, him and the other Joanna. Oh my god. Who? When you first said, "So you're a Joanna fan?" I didn't hear you say Chip, and then I thought you meant this Joanna. So oh, I was very no. confused at first by what you were talking about. Uh, um, yeah. Ashley, <laughs> why? why don't you like me? Why? Why? Why no, don't you like I'm me? I'm sad. We could talk about that one, actually, right now, because it's kind of small. I mean, it's not small for Joanna, but um, <laughs> we could talk about that one. R.I.P. Um, so that part of the story, Rachel is at work with everyone's least favorite Joanna out of the two we've mentioned so far today on the show. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, there's an opening for an assistant buyer in Junior Miss, um, which sounds exciting. 
And, um, you know, Rachel wants to move up from being an assistant. She's like, sees a, a way to move like a, a step up or a step over lateral moves are also moves and are totally valid, um, in her career. But Joanna's like obstructing her and yes. goes like undermines her. So she's like, oh, I'm on the, the interview panel, which you would think is probably a bit of a conflict of interest, but I suppose, uh, is it Bloomingdale's isn't, um, no, where does she work? Bloomingdale's? Why does my brain not work right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's Bloomingdale's. It's Bloomingdale's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why she, yeah, anyway. So Joanna's on the panel and like undermines Rachel and tries to make it sound like she's not that good at her job. And like beyond just normal things, like saying she would sleep with designers and like. That is atrocious. I mean, it's not just like I mean the coffee and bagel thing like that's rude but um you know at least it's something she does do for her job right it's um, not like it's not completely fabricated with them under them hey Rach yes like, I mean talk about unprofessional if anything Joanna should be like reprimanded seriously for that like that is so inappropriate. And if Rachel really was that bad of a candidate, I feel like that's when you say something privately to the rest of the review Oh, 100%. 100. You know, I mean, obviously we're leaves. not dealing with the real world here, but like no. I would be so humiliated. And I think that in the interview, Rachel does a pretty good job of trying to just like bring it back ignore on track. what Joanne yeah. is saying, bring it back on track, speak to her strengths, like focus. Um but man, Joanna just keeps lobbing them up. Ugh. I feel like, um, I don't know. How do you feel about this? I kind of feel like, so I've, I've been in the corporate world for like over 10 years now or 10-ish or whatever. And I, I feel like I have learned these lessons with experience because, you know, you have a bad experience and then you learn how to better handle it or, you know, you kind of get mm-hmm. some good advice. But like, is that something that you feel like you have learned over time? What do you mean? Sorry. What, what, I don't know either. What? I was starting to ask a question and then I kind of lost. <laughs> I was I like, lost track what of exactly. what I was asking. Um, <clears throat> oh, just about like how to handle, like, obviously I've never had anything this bad happen. Right. Um, but I think like you learn how to tactfully handle, like when to stand up for yourself, when to ignore things, yeah. when to, um, you know, say something, because like, obviously, poor Rachel, this is her first time ever experiencing this, you know, in a career, like in her career role. And so Mm -hmm. she starts like crying when she tries to confront her because she's so like upset about it. Yeah. Well, I've been um, in the corporate slash basically startup world for over six months now. (laughs) And I would say (laughs) you've worked plenty Um, of jobs. Oh, yeah, I've worked plenty of jobs. I actually think that this is more something you learn in the school of life. Um, right. More so probably than just in like generally standing up for yourself. That's it. Advocating for yourself. Advocating for yourself. Yeah. And like knowing when to um, dignify something with a response and when to avoid it. Um, because also I feel like arguing something too much – for whatever reason, just indicates guilt, 
you know, even if it's not Unfortunately, true. Unfortunately, yeah. But would you have, you like, know, in the interview, would you have been, like, if you're insinuating that I've had any inappropriate relationships with any of our partners, like, that is unfounded and untrue? Like, do, like yeah. would, I mean, it's, it's hard because when people come up with that kind of stuff that's from, like, so far left field, you don't have a response on deck because you're never right. expecting that kind of thing to come up because, you know, obviously it was fabricated. And oh, so sure. Just, I have to prepare an answer for if somebody accuses me of sleeping with designers. Okay, yeah. What am I but I mean, say? like, you know, looking back, you can kind of be like, oh, this is how you would advocate for yourself or how you'd shut it down. But it's like, well, when you're not expecting anything like that to ever be said about you. Yeah. So I think I just read something recently that I thought was really excellent advice. And I wish I would have heard it sooner. So I'm going to share Tell it with us. you. And I think that it would work really well in this situation. Um, but the person that uh, was quoted on this said her dad told her this when she was like a teenager and like starting to like get first jobs and all that kind of, you know, like little side jobs and whatever. Um, but he was like, if somebody basically makes a sexually inappropriate like harassment yeah. Yeah. joke, um, don't ever laugh or yeah. push it off. Ask them to explain why it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and say you don't understand. So play dumb. Um, but if you think about it, if somebody's like, ooh, under them, with them, what's the difference? Be like, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand what you mean. Um, and if she was like, oh, I was just saying that like I was just you... kidding. Or like. Right. And it's like, well, I don't. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't find like, that funny. I would like, never. Why is why in, is that funny? Engage. I don't. I don't get it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So exactly. I do think that that's where like you can't possibly prepare for that comment, um, but that would have been a good way to handle it because it would have forced Joanna to explain herself. And when she, if she would have made up something of straight up lie, be like, I'm sorry, Joanna. That's that's not true. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what you. You know. I mean. I don't know. But. It would have shown very quickly that Joanna was... I mean, if they can't already tell. The interview was going poorly whether or not Rachel called out what Joanna was saying. And, like, what we find out is, you know, Joanna admits that she was talking about Rachel's drinking after she left the room. So, like, Joanna was torpedoing it either way. So calling out what Joanna was saying in the interview... Wouldn't right. have made it worse if she was able to handle it in like a mature, appropriate way. But but that advice yeah. is really good. I read that somewhere too where, yeah, they were like, you don't ever just kind of go like, because our instinct, at least mine and, you know, a lot of people's is to like laugh to just make things go <laughs> away. Like, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, mm-hmm. well, surely they could tell it was nervous laughter or like I didn't respond. Right. So they should have known that I was uncomfortable. But I have read, I've read that advice. It's a really good one to just go, I'm sorry, I don't, what do you mean? And if they try to go, oh, it was yeah. just a joke, go, well, I don't, but why is it funny? I don't understand it. And like force yeah. them to explain it if it's something racist that is said, something sexist, yeah. anything uh-huh. like that, um, something bigoted, just just kind of, and you can be polite about it, but yeah, play dumb. Totally. And because because even if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I'm not sure I understand. And they're like, oh, remember that time you you fell and you were talking about busting your butt or something like that. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that was funny. Like, there can be times where, yes, there can be wires crossed and maybe you didn't get the whole story. Mm-hmm. But 99% of the time, that's not the case. So if you're just like, explain it to me, then they can. Yeah. And if they can't, then 
they will figure out very quickly that it is not funny to anybody but them and make somebody else feel uncomfortable. You big dumb jerks. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so, um, Rachel confronts Joanna and Joanna's like, look, it's just because you're really good and I don't want to lose you. Horrible way to uh, retain employees. If anyone right. out there is curious, uh, you really shouldn't be leading out of fear and not wanting people to get ahead in their career. And um, Ashley knows this because she's an organizational psychologist. So listen to her. <laughs> so trust me on that one. But um, yeah, so that's terrible. But look, she's like, look. And so, so Rachel, good on her, is like, if this is how much you think of me, then I'm going to leave. And then when she's like, no, it's yeah. just because I didn't want you to quit. Or I didn't want to lose you. And she goes, you know, Rachel realizes how bananas that is, that this woman does not have her best interest at heart and is not going to advocate mm-hmm. for her and her career. So Rachel calls her bluff and is like, see ya. I'm going to pack up my desk. Yeah. And she like, you know, you can put your sad little muffin back in the drawer. I know. <clears throat> I'm so proud of her in that moment because it would be really easy to be like, I worked really hard to get this job and... I don't want to lose it just yeah. because Joanna sucks, you know, like totally. I'll try for the next job or, but she's like, absolutely not. I will not be treated this way. It's totally unprofessional and yeah. un- inappropriate. And she quits. Good on and her. Joanna convinces her to come back. So yeah. So she's like, I'll make you an assistant buyer in this department. And so Rachel's super excited. Um, She mm-hmm. buys a weird suit. <laughs> Yes, to go with the weird suit she's already wearing with yeah, the chunky boots. The, the boxy lilac. I like her hair in this episode, and that's yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it stops. And I actually think I would wear that jacket, but unbuttoned over, like, yeah. jeans and, like, uh, yeah, like, a really, like, chic top. With, like, um, the sleeves rolled up or something. Yeah. Yeah, cute. Um, but not with the floppy pant legs. Pant, no. And then it's just, it's all very, it's very middle heavy. And she's not a middle heavy <sighs> person. Just, yeah, that it just wasn't a, a kind time for women's office wear. No, it was very working it's so much girl. better now. <laughs> so much better now. But um, anyway, and so, so she buys the, um, the thing and she goes home and we'll talk about that in a second. But she's like trying to tell the, she's trying to tell Monica, like, I got this job as an assistant buyer, and then Monica rains mm-hmm. on her promote uh, on her on her parade. But anyway, um, Rachel comes in the next day and is like so excited for her new role. But to your point, would it have happened? Surely not overnight. Um, but she finds out that Joanna was hit by a bus oh. and died. Or cab. Oh, was it a cab? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a I'm cab. I'm second-guessing myself now. No, because I think she goes, if if she would have stepped off the curb just a something, like just a minute later, that cab. I think you might you might be right. I think I'm thinking of Mean Girls. Um, <laughs> do you think that yes. they wanted to get rid of her character? Or, like, did Joanna maybe have other gigs she needed to get on to? Um, I think... I'm not sure. I actually don't know if they ever had too many plans of like always having her around. But Joanna, a boss like that, is the perfect character you can pull in when you need her and and leave her out when you don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like she, it's not like a boyfriend or like even a spouse. Or like a child that they um, that is very absent. 
Yes. Um, but, you know, Joanna's like in an episode like six months ago and then she's in an episode a few weeks ago and then maybe they were finally done with her. But I also do think this is a good way of like looking like it's going to change Rachel's career. Right. Um, because her career does end up changing not too long after this. Right. Um, Which we'll yeah. get to. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. that's it. So, and yeah, so Joanna's gone. R.I.P. Joanna. Rip Joanna. But um, Rip Joanna. But um, I was about to say her last name, but I don't know. Like Chandler. Joanna's office. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Same thing. Um, but Rachel then realizes that like all of her hopes and dreams for becoming a buyer in that department are dashed. She's like, did she put through any paperwork? And like, how do you, you know, how do you advocate for yourself in that situation? You don't. So, um, so that's, that's that one. Yes, it is a cab. That's Joanna. I had written down dies randomly from a cab. I have it written down. So I just was thinking mean girls. So bye, Joanna. Um, is anyone going to miss her? Bye. Ashley, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ashley, I'm dead. Oh, maybe that's not nice. I know it's not funny. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm finding it so funny. Inappropriate. Um, yeah, that's that on that, and I'm okay with it. So, back to the other part of this episode, Monica and Phoebe. I love that they're like pushing forward with the catering business. I know. It's cute. It's so cute. And, like, they do get along really well. And, like, they're both so excited. And um, Phoebe is awesome at, like, being the friend that, like, steps in to, you know, help do that stuff. Like, she really is a loyal friend that comes through, you know, when needed. Yes. I'm just thinking, like, she's she's, she's helped waitress a couple other times. And, um. Yeah, and she does the same for Chandler when she's his um, assistant. <laughs> I think she's just kind of like a free spirit. So like where the wind blows her, she's like, yeah, she's I could floater. be a waitress. I yeah. could be a caterer. I could be an office girl. Like, And she does. but And then she also does yeah. it to help out her friends, which is awesome. And, yeah. Um, but I, I do I do love that they're going to do that. And then um, Monica gets a chance to fill in as a food critic for the Chelsea Reporter. Um. And she writes a scathing review of Alessandro's. Uh, it's Alessandro from, from Alessandro's. Alessandro's. I recognize that. I so I looked this up. The actor's name is Taylor Negron, um, mm-hmm. and he. I recognize him from one of those Mary Kate and Ashley shows. Okay, I knew I recognized him from something, but I could not tell you what. I can't remember if it was two so of a kind or like, do you remember when they were like tweens and they had a couple really, the Pokey Valentine, they had that show. Mm-hmm. That was two of a kind. And then there was the other one with them at the beach or was that also two of a kind yeah. and one of their friends lived at the beach? Oh no. It, it was, was a, a separate different show. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I feel like it was also on like on the nose. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I don't remember. It will come. Royal to me. flush or something. <laughs> yeah, some poker face. I don't know. <laughs> Deal them. Um, <laughs> um, 
yeah, it was something like that. And he's from one of those two shows. I just can't remember. I think he was the Pokey Valentine one, but I, I can't totally remember. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I But I looked him up and he's done, he's been like, I'm pretty sure he's like the guy who's like been a minor character in everything. So. Yeah. Ash, or sorry, not <clears throat> Ashley. You're mm-hmm. Ashley. Yeah. Matt, the other Ashley. <laughs> um. <laughs> thought that um he wrote his own lines he was <laughs> what yeah <laughs> no not that he wrote his own line he was like was he a bad guy in die hard i was like i don't know oh that's a question only you can answer but all i know is that john mcclain had plans <laughs> um, <sighs> maybe he wasn't die hard I I've only you. like seen it once and I think I fell asleep because it's really long. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, I did remember something else though. Okay. That the other Mary Kate and Ashley show was called So Little Time. Ah. And I don't know why. I don't know how the premise was any different than Two of a Kind. Um, so but little time. that's what he was on, Ashley. Ah, uh, okay. So he was—he was like their sassy housekeeper. Yes, that's right. He was like the yes, the sassy housekeeper chef guy. Yes, yes, yes. From so little time. Okay, so okay, we watched that show and we watched Two of a Kind. They were both only on for one season. I feel like they were almost on at the same time, or maybe it was like one year and then the next year or something. Maybe, but like, th- I mean, they were both definitely on when we were like in our, you know, high school age ish. Maybe one was middle school and was yeah. high school. But they were only one season. I feel like there were more episodes, but apparently not. Isn't it funny that like there are shows like that that stand out to you where you're like, yeah, that was such a big part of my childhood. And then you're like, nope, it was 10 episodes. <laughs> and like, now I'm like, yeah, my like, brother and me. McGuire- <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, what was the one that was definitely a Canadian show? Flash Forward. Oh, my gosh. I I think there was only, like, one season of Flash Forward, I but we watched it all that. the time. Yeah, with the there guy from Get Over It. Get Over It. And the girl, um, the girl from Flash Forward wound up in another show about, like, teens on a space station. Or was that Flash Forward? Xenon? No, 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 it wasn't. No. <laughs> Flash Forward wasn't about, um, about, one of them had, was like psychic or something. Um, yeah, I don't remember no. the premise. That sounds like that's so Raven. But um, no, the girl, the definitely the girl from Flash Forward was in a show called like Space Something. Yeah, Becca. It was Space Something. Um, space Cats? I'm going to figure this out. And they had they like they would like go from I remember everything was like bejeweled and it was very xenon esque and they would like go from one side of the ship to the other through like remember those tubes at like the McDonald's playgrounds? Yeah. <laughs> those that was their set was like those like playground tubes and that was how they like got around the spaceship. Okay, so she was on two sci fi shows. One was called Stargate Atlantis. Okay. And one was called Space Cases. That's the one I think that I'm thinking of was Space okay. Cases because I thought it was Space Cats. <laughs> very, very good close. job. 
Um, Stargate Atlantis was like, wasn't that one like um, an actual show, like bit. not just a kid's show? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, okay. But it was on like only like 10 years ago, not like 25. Right. <laughs> Flash Forward was on. Oh my um, gosh. We have gone down a rabbit hole. What happened here? <laughs> We were what talking about here? Taylor Negron, Alessandro from Alessandro's. So that's how this all oh, started. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so we were talking about Mary-Kate and Ashley and So right. Little Time and uh, Flash Forward and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper was uh, so good, too. It was good. And the Wild Thornberries and... <laughs> oh, gosh. Now we're just going like deep dive okay we'll get back um, we'll get back but yeah track. alessandro from alessandro's was on the hit one season show so little time so little time with mary kate and ashley we will never know why it was called so little time except i'm probably gonna try to watch it later yeah I that's me. a great idea i'm gonna be watching johnny tsunami later on disney plus because oh, we're going snowboarding this weekend Check. Liss. And my boyfriend's... Yeah. Ashley's in the Southern Hemisphere, so it's winter. Yes, it's winter. Sorry. So my, and my boyfriend's um, snowboarding jacket looks like one of the urchins from Johnny Tsunami. So we're going to watch that Bitchin. to really get in character. Johnny Capahala. Anyway. Johnny Capahala. Oh, my gosh. We watch way too much TV. That's the takeaway from or did no, when we, we were teens. No, we watched the same five things. A thousand over times. Over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Um. So so Monica writes a mean review about Alessandro's and she says that the marinara sauce tasted like what does she say it tasted like? Basically like a bloody mary. Right. Oh Tomato yeah, juice. that's right. She says you should put vodka and a celery stick, stick in, celery it in it and serve it. Yeah. Um that's right. And um which is funny because there is a Mexican restaurant here by my house in New Zealand whose salsa tastes like marinara sauce. It's disgusting. That's when we decided to start oh cooking gosh. our Mexican food I at have home. had this happen. You have? You've had I Mexican have had to me. salsa taste like oh marinara? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, this is so random. When Matt and I were dating, we got a Groupon to mm. go to the Mammoth Caves, which is in Kentucky, which is like, yeah. I don't know, maybe like an hour, hour and a half from here. I've heard of this. And we convinced two other couples to go with us and we were like okay so we're gonna go to the caves and it included zip lining and we were gonna go camping and like stay the weekend and it was super fun so after we did the zip lining and the caves it was like late afternoon and we hadn't eaten lunch and you know like camping cooking food when you're camping is like just a little more of an effort so we were like why don't we since we were closer we were like away from the campsite. We were like, we, why don't we just like stop somewhere and get something? But we're out by Mammoth Caves. So there's literally nothing. There's like a Waffle House or a Cracker. Oh, I think it was a Cracker Barrel and a Mexican restaurant. And so we were like, well, let's roll the dice with like a little Mexican restaurant. Because honestly, how hard is it to screw up Mexican? Um, the answer is not very hard. No. Yeah, I know where this is going. Um, and the first of all, the menu was more Cheesecake Factory-esque oh than Mexican restaurant. A little like, bit of everything. There was spaghetti and waffles and, like, all the kind of, like, normal, uh, like, quote-unquote, like, normal foods you would have on, like, a normal Denny's American menu. Like, yeah. Fridays. Yeah, just, like, what you think of as, like, all-American type, yeah. uh, like, chain okay. restaurants. Yeah. Like, all those kind of things. Um, Common foods, I guess you could say. But, um, yeah. Uh, first of all, there was all that. And so we were like, uh, I don't know. I was like, I'm just getting a cheese quesadilla because 
that one feels safe. The least hard. Yeah. Um, and then they brought out the chips and salsa, and it tasted like marinara. And we were like, we gotta go. This is not good. So we left, and we went to the Cracker Barrel. That's smart. So if you're in Kentucky, don't get Mexican food. Don't Apparently, go there. Just it's go just a concept Barrel. they've heard of. <laughs> well, I have like... more compassion for New Zealand. It's so far away. It'd be like, you know, how would you know what it tastes like? It's just not right. <laughs> it's just not. Well, they just don't know. I mean, honestly, yeah. that would be like me being like, ooh, I'm going to open a restaurant featuring the finest Maori cuisine. And you're like, I would just be guessing. Yeah, and you're I've like, never had it before. I, uh, I could look up I've, recipes. Yeah, exactly. But like, I've seen it once, one time from afar. Yeah, like, and they'd be like, oh, salsa. It's tomatoes. That's not hard. I can find tomatoes and yeah. make salsa. And when all you know is what it tastes like out of a jar. Well, no, they don't get a pass because mm-hmm. don't open a Mexican restaurant if you don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> yes, stick true. To what, you okay, know, Alessandro's. <laughs> Open it. Okay. And also, can we just talk about Lebanese food is like one of my favorite mm. Israeli and Lebanese food mm-hmm. is like some of my favorite food. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's ever. right. Like, so she goes, you like your tomato sauce? Where where are you even from? Lebanon. <laughs> open a Lebanese restaurant. Dude. I will be there with bells on. Yeah. The last thing New York City needs is another Italian restaurant. Yeah, I hear you. Um, um, I've had some really good Lebanese food in New York, though. I, will I was going to say, I'd, I'd assume Israeli. that there's plenty of like delicious ethnic mm-hmm. cuisines in New York. Mm. So, 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 so just, good. Oh well, and he's the owner. He's not the chef. So, um, yeah, but still. <clears throat> chef Emilio does sound like he's potentially an Italian man. <laughs> but um, so, so he comes over to yell at Monica and I like... When she's like, I'm not going to let you in. And then Phoebe's like, oh, do you need to get inside? Here you go. Hi, mom. Like, Phoebe is just so clueless. Don't let people in my building. No. Yeah, honestly, Phoebe, come on. Especially when he's yelling into the intercom. She should know better. It's Alessandro from Alessandro's. (laughs) From Alessandro's. Um, So Monica, funny enough, is like, hand me those tomatoes. I'm going to tell you what. Which is like really kind of her instead of being like, get out of my home, sir. (laughs) Which is what I would have done. Yeah. Um, and so she's totally. like, I'm going to show you what Italian or like what, you know, marinara sauce is supposed to taste like. And I like if he's like, OK, but hurry it up. I got a bunch of other critics I got to go yell at. <laughs> Honestly, this guy's a great actor. He should have been on more stuff. Maybe he was busy doing Die Hard. <laughs> um, and so. I mean, he was about to get his big break on so little time. He just didn't know it yet. Oh, true. Um, and so um, Phoebe get. Oh, OK. So. Rachel comes in with her suit um, and is like, I got a job, you know, I got a job as an assistant buyer. And Monica doesn't listen because she's too excited with her news, which is mm-hmm. the chef came over to yell at me and I made him sauce and he offered me the head chef job, which is exciting. But then Phoebe comes in and is like, wow, is this the day of great news or what? Um, I got us a catering job. And Monica's oh. like, oh, you know, it's kind of snowballing. We had the one job and now we've got this next one. And it's just like, and poor thing. And so she has to break the news. And understandably, Phoebe's super hurt. Like, you know, they've just put this money in this van and she was getting super excited. And like, that's hard. They were, t- they were totally going down that track. And it was really exciting. 
but yeah. Monica it's got a, sad. a better offer, I guess, in her mind or something that, you know, she's always wanted to be a head chef. And so it's kind of like a dream come true job. Yeah. So that would be hard. Be really hard. Um, yeah. And so um, Monica tries to make a list of all of the businesses Phoebe can do with a van. And she's even like, you know, I'll pay you back the money that you invested or whatever, which is nice. Um, and so she's, I don't know, I, I kind of like, I see Monica as more of like a full-time job type person. And I see Phoebe more of like an entrepreneurial work for myself, like, you know, go out and pound the pavement hustler. And so I see how the catering business could work better for Phoebe because it's like you kind of make your own job as you go but I could Mm -hmm. see the restaurant working Mm -hmm. better for Monica because it's stable it's guaranteed it's more you know set yeah it it definitely that's actually a very um good observation it just seems to suit them better um and like Monica's more likes to have more control and like be probably able to plan more Mm -hmm. and like not that restaurant life is like nine to five Monday through Friday but it's like you know your schedule um in advance and you can kind of like work around that and all that kind of stuff but like freelance like I could speak from experience like it's feast or famine so you yeah wait around for a job to come up and then like four come up at the same time and then you're running around like a crazy person and then you have nothing to do yeah yeah <laughs> which is just exhausting and, and frustrating and like the down I would say the down times are even harder than the busy times because the busy times you're just like running on adrenaline and like right you know there are some down parts to that but you just when it's when there's nothing to do you're just like what am I doing with my life like, I was gonna say I and I feel like even when they have a like, downtime you can't enjoy it and be like ah, time to put my feet up because you're like, I have right. to line up the next thing. So you're like working just right. as hard. I should be working. Yeah. Yeah. Like spinning your wheels trying to get the next thing going. Right. Um. So, yeah, it's exhausting. So I don't blame Monica for wanting to take the real job. I do feel bad that she just made this commitment to Phoebe. I don't know that there is a right answer here. Um. Yeah. But I do – Um admire one monica really trying to make it right with phoebe um and like being like you can keep the van and like here's all these ideas i can you know she's like i'll help to, you like, yeah yeah she's trying to like make the best out of like what's kind of an impossible situation um and and phoebe i know wants to be supportive but is just really bummed that they like made all these yeah. plans together and and monica's like pulling out so you know I understand both sides and I it just kind of sucks but in the end Phoebe is very sweet and is like I want you to have your dream yeah um, and it could be fun to start the new a-team <laughs> it's I was thinking that like you're totally right because Monica could just be like sorry Phoebes you know I have to take this it's more logical but instead mm-hmm. she really tries to help Phoebe like make sure she's going to be excited and okay too yeah but then she does she goes okay forget it you know we I made a commitment to you I'll we'll turn do down the, the job thing. we'll do the catering thing and it's like not until she says that that then Phoebe is like wow you were going to give up your dream for me like go go ha- I want you to have your dream you know um yeah. so oh, they're just so sweet to each other it um, is really sweet and then at the um <laughs> at the end <laughs> When Monica um, shows up at the restaurant and she does that, like, and Alessandro's like, 
you know, I'm sorry to see Chef Emilio go. He was like family, <laughs> which is literally the case for some of you. Tell your oh dad we'll miss him. And then Monica gives that horrible dorky speech, like with just a dash of love and a pinch of hard work. <laughs> Monica. It's so like, bad. You're not, that's not I, you. I know. I actually feel that her um, season at Alessandro's is like, weird, season isn't of it? Life, I mean, yeah. It's very, what I think, unlike her. Like, she's normally very direct. And the only time, I know that, like, the one time she doesn't, like, because um, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, where, like, oh, with the money from the widow um, at the funeral yeah. catering. How she's, like, not direct. But I I know she doesn't like to be wrong, because the episode where she forgets to invite Rachel's mom, like, she yeah. spends the whole episode, like, sucking up yeah, to her really bad. Right. But I was like, that's very different. Like, it's not that she's afraid that's of the people confrontation pleasing. necessarily. Yeah. That's a people-pleasing thing. Right. So, like, her whole thing at Alessandro's is she – I don't know if it's just that she has wanted this for so long and now she has it. She's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Yeah. Um, But she is so mousy and is just not like her. Like, normally she is very sure of what she wants and not afraid to plow through whoever gets in her way. Yeah. Um, so it's just very interesting. It is. It's weird that she's like so insecure and like shrinks herself so much and then like just takes it. Like she's the punching bag and yeah. she takes it. Yeah. It is really weird because it's not – maybe she's just taken a hit in her self-confidence or something or like this is the first big break for her. And so maybe she's just, yeah, like you said, not sure how to handle it. But mm. um, anyway, we'll see more of that um, at Alessandro's going forward. But I, yeah, I don't I don't love this role for her, obviously. I mean, it's like a terrible work environment, but it's, yeah, it's not very fun. But, um, but the guys in this episode are um, going to party. Going to par- are you ready to party? Yeah, I can have a few beers. Um, and he's like, no, no, you didn't hear me. So apparently Chandler and Ross went to college with some guy named Matt, the wizard Matt Gandalf Ganderson or something. And they call him the party mm-hmm. wizard. Um, and they're like, you know, like Gandalf, the wizard. <laughs> anyway, I, there's a part where Ross is like, Oh, there's this documentary about bumblebees that I wanted to watch. And I was like, I feel that like I relate hard to like, mm-hmm. nah, I'd rather like rather than going to a club and having to wait in the cold and pay a bunch and can't talk to your friends. Like I'd rather sit at home and drink wine and watch a documentary about bumblebees. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I honestly never thought I'd see the day, but here we are 34 and thriving. Um, Last week, I just remembered I actually did. I I was doing a puzzle in in the living room, and I asked Ben to put on Planet Earth on Netflix in the background. <laughs> so I have okay, f- Grandma. fully become Ross, kicked back with a puzzle. Uh, beer. Cold beer. Cold beer. Um, but yeah, the guys are so excited about him coming. And what's funny to me, I said this to Matt, I was like, you know, they have, they're like, okay, I got my snake bite kit and my Canadian money and my socks and my whatever. Mm. And it's like, they are trying so hard to prepare for the unpredict for being spontaneous. Like they're trying to plan yeah. for being spontaneous, which is so funny, which makes me think that's why this guy is so, such of like, um, anomaly to them. Cause he just winds up in Canada completely unprepared and like, oh, you know, it'd be yeah. fun. Let's get on a boat. Yeah. 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 And they're like. 
totally. But yeah. they are just like, okay, <laughs> like following him around like little puppies. But I was trying to think, do we have anybody like this? Wild's the wrong word, but just like whenever we're with this person, like we just always end up somewhere cool or different or you never know what's going to happen. And I, I just, I, so. I'm sure we do. <laughs> do we? don't know anybody cool? Are Sorry, cool? our friends are cool. I just mean like, friends I don't know about like cool. this – like, like we've never been on a fishing boat to Nova Scotia. No. I don't know. I don't think I'm, like, I don't think I'm, like, go with the flow enough for it. Like, I don't think I'm game enough. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, um, it's funny. Like, people always think I'm a lot more fun than I actually am, I think. I am, I can be fun. I am fun sometimes. Um, but often I usually say it's because I've planned to have fun right. far in advance. Right. <laughs> um, like I, I really can be spontaneous, but um, well, I here's an I example. With a plan. We Renee and I were in Palm Springs last year, as you'll remember from our podcast that we did there. Um, we went out to the Parker one night for dinner and drinks, and we tried to kind of crash a wedding. I mean, we got in places. We were we got we in, were in, but like we I didn't. About that. We didn't like show up on the dance floor and like you know drink their drinks and eat their cake. And I think it's just because I feel too bad. Like I don't want to. Well, that's take because advantage. you kept being like, okay, oh my gosh, what are we gonna? Are we gonna get in trouble? And I was like, just be cool, Ash. I know, but I don't want. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to take advantage of them. And so I think like we saw. We were like, remember, we were like at that really nice. Um, villa and i was just too nervous to yeah, go we in. walked right in well we walked in and basically turned right around and walked out because as soon as we walked in everybody stared at us and we yeah. were like oh not the covert entrance we were hoping for no but to answer your question i don't think we have a friend like this we don't have a party wizard well i, I mean it's just as well because he never comes to town and to and... be honest with you when i was watching this yeah and they say he gets stuck in chicago i was thinking like kind of lucky us because a grown man with frat boy energy is a bit exhausting i know that's kind of what i was thinking um but also it is funny slash sad when they get the call and then they're just all mopey in the chairs and joey comes back yeah and i love when ross is like yeah well i just like how he made me feel. Yeah. There was other stuff too. <laughs> there was like, other stuff too. He's like, very, we, can, like, we can find a boat. And he's like, there's it, other stuff too. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he's like, you guys just sat here and pouted all day. He's like, no. Bounce my checkbook. I balanced my checkbook. <laughs> Which, you know what is so funny? My mom and sister both still balance their checkbook. I was like, you guys, online banking. Online banking. And they're I, like, oh yeah, we look at that. That's how we check that it's right. And I was like, but... <laughs> Oh, bless. Um, right. So Joey Joey is being a good friend in this thing, though, where he's like... Um, it's very sweet. Where he's like, okay, you know, I'll meet up with you guys. Where are you going to be at, at noon? And they're like... <laughs> somewhere around the equator. The, yeah, that's what they say. Somewhere around... And he's like, ha, oh, no, for real. They're just so dorky. They're, the, they're such dorks, which I love. I love that. And, like, we see more of that when they do the flashbacks to college and, like... Ross and Chandler are just not cool, and they they know it, and I just love them for it. Um, but yeah, so Joey's like, "All right, guys, we'll hit up a couple bars, and we'll go down to the docks and see about a boat." And like, he's such a you know, he's just such a good friend. He's I know. him and Phoebe. He really is. And um, you know what I was thinking too. Sorry, before we yeah, get yeah. too far out of this, 
he um I bet that Joey sorry I bet that Chandler and Ross were like obsessed with Gandalf and like with uh, anytime he like even showed a little bit of interest in hanging out with them they were like yeah we're down this guy's the coolest da, 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 da. but I bet they only hung out with him like five times it's totally like but it's yes. so epic in their heads yes and so he was just like oh yeah my old buddies from college they live in New York I'll touch base and you know that's the only I think I can imagine or like, like I need a place he, to he crash cool, or at least like wild he's probably like I need a place to crash I'll call those guys because they still live in New York and they're like yeah this guy's the coolest and he's probably like oh yeah those guys Gandalf blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so that's what I unbothered. think that's my prediction I think you're right yeah he's like yeah 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 cool 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 like we'll go out tonight it'll be great because um, he's gonna go be wild no matter what it doesn't matter who's with him yeah exactly um, exactly but yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. But no, it's okay. That. that does remind me. I, but I just can't remember if it was an episode of Friends or not, where they were like, "Remember that party? Um, remember so and so's party? It would have been even cooler if we would have got in." Is that Friends? Oh yeah, it's um episode with Brad Pitt. He's like, I haven't seen you since the night of Lance Davidson's oh, graduation Lance party. Davidson's He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that was a fun night. He's like, yeah, would have been even more fun if we could have gotten in. <laughs> exactly. So like, that's the energy that I think you're saying that like Ross and Chandler are big, like hangers on of the cool. dork energy. Big. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure someone said that before. That's a real good one. We should get T-shirts. <laughs> Big dork uh, energy. I don't want to get into this on the air, but I don't understand the other. I don't like it, but I like big dork energy. I was thinking that it should be rebranded as hot girl energy for women because it's one of those things yes. where it's like you're. Like, I don't want to be associated with that. Um, and yeah, so the guys are like, they went out to some club, and then so then they go into the, you know, they go to the coffee shop to the coffee house to um kind of get a coffee in between, which, uh, remember drinking coffees late at night? I haven't done that in a long time. Honestly, <laughs> that's never been my thing. Uh, you used to do it, like, in college when we would be, when we, like, go to Dunkin' Donuts for a big, giant iced coffee at, like, 11 p.m. But probably oh, only yeah, when we were pulling right. all-nighters or, like, out with our... Yeah, remember we used to go to Havana's? That's true. And you know what's funny is that I, I, that's like the only time I drank coffee in college. I didn't like get up and have coffee every morning or any morning. I don't think I, I did either. I only had coffee socially. Yeah. I only had coffee socially and socially was at night. So yeah. we, so there was, we drank coffee. I guess you're totally right. There was this place called Havana's where we used to like go get oh a cappuccino gosh. at like yes. 9 p.m. to then so like good. start our night out or like we'd be at, yeah, you'd be like be at the beach and then go to, um, go get a cappuccino because they were really like yummy and like lots of like whipped cream mm, on them. <laughs> um, and same with Dunkin' Donuts. We'd like go to the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru and get like a big That's giant right. flavored that iced guy's coffee. Name was pizza. pizza. Remember he told us his name was <laughs> yeah, pizza. I, pizza. He, I think he was on drugs. Probably. He was like the night shift guy at at um Dunkin Donuts in our college town and yeah you'd like get a big iced coffee and then go to the beach at night or like I remember doing it for when we'd like not that we pulled a lot of all-nighters but sometimes you'd like you know stay up super late working on a group project or studying um but yeah certainly not drinking coffee at night anymore um but these guys are at Central Park and I like how they're like 
do you know what? I actually don't want to go out. And they're like, oh, thank God. I'm exhausted. That place was so gross. And da da da. And like, um, I know. Basically, just admitting that. What is, Chandler says, I'm 29. So they're about you know, 29, yeah. 30. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, the idea of like willing myself to leave my house at like 10 o'clock at night. No, I just I would I maybe just do it for do a it meteor anymore. shower, but like, <laughs> like there's it would still cool, be hard. It'd be very hard. It would still be hard. Like <clears throat> I could like go I could leave my house at like seven and like do stuff as long as I stay busy. Yeah, I could. Didn't I you could do tell it. that story about the cocktail bar and you only you could only get reservations yeah. at two in the morning? <laughs> yeah, it was two in the morning. And I was like, we have to do. But also I was in New York. So that was that was like a limited thing and our friends were there so it was like very special that we could get a reservation at this place so I was like we got to do it um in theory there's like a big payoff at the end you know like we couldn't do this anytime but if someone was just like even in like here when people are like oh like so-and-so is playing a show at wherever I'm like doesn't start till 10 oh (laughs) my god I've always said I had always said I could never date a musician because shows it's like oh yeah show up at like the show starts you know doors are at eight and then it's like doors are at noon show starts at 2 30 in the morning in the morning and even then they might be late and then afterwards they're all just gonna you have to load out and that Mm -hmm. takes forever and nobody's got any fire under their butt and then they all want to go like i was just i remember being like i just i like sleep too much even like in my late 20s when all my other friends were dating musicians and just being like no, I could not be supportive. Like, this is too exhausting. I could not do this. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's, you know. So there's this um, band here called My So-Called Band, and they mm-hmm. are a 90s and early 2000s cover band. Is that your Halloween go-to? Are, yes, the Halloween go-to. It is like, if you were ever in Nashville and you happen to be here and my so-called band is playing, I'm telling you, if you are a child of the 90s and the 2000s, like, you have to go. It's incredible. They have, like, a 20-person band, so, like, everybody does a different vocal range. Ooh. It's so good. And they always do a Halloween show, and they do a group costume, and every year they're just knocking it Fun. out of the park. But the show doesn't start until, like, 10, and it is it is so hard for me to go, <laughs> even though I want to go so bad. Do you, like, like, I look take forward naps to this the all day year. And... Well, I just like have started to like we'll make dinner plans before, like make like an eight o'clock reservation because right. then it's like not it's not so unreasonable, and then you're already out, and that's fine. Yeah, but like sitting at my house until nine forty five because the venue is like four minutes from my house I could uh, walk there in 15 so yeah, like no, you can't sit it's at not home. like I even have to no so like we're either taking an uber three minutes away or we're walking for 15 minutes and it's just not enough we're just like at home so we've had to like make dinner reservations to, like, pump yourself up <laughs> gotta like yeah because otherwise you're like watching a movie or something and then you're like oh I'm kind of tired it's real cozy but anyway like I so, feel these guys so hard so what you're saying is you want to just turn on some Kenny G and have a bath <laughs> Yeah. What if I want to come home at the end of the day and kick back with a puzzle? What's the problem with that? No problem. Obviously, that's my no go-to problem. Friday night. So yeah, we're old too. But anyway, that's that's kind of that. And they just admit to um, wanting to chill and yeah, and not party like um, Gandalf. 
We're mm-hmm. not in college it's really anymore. Funny. I get it. We're not. And when I first met Matt, so I was 25 and he was he had just turned 31 and I was about to turn 26. I remember <clears throat> that it was like his own tradition with his roommates to on Friday nights, they would either like order in or cook at home and just like chill at home. And I was like, Friday is the yeah, third like, bonus weekend day. What? Like <laughs> We can be social. We can have people over. We could like go out. We could do something else. Like we don't have to wake up tomorrow. We don't yeah. have anywhere to be tomorrow. It's it's the perfect day. I've always thought that Friday feels like two days in like a great way because it feels like, you know, its own special weekend night thing, but also like a regular day before it. But I used to think it was just so funny to me. Like I just didn't understand why he wanted to do that every Friday night. And he like was pretty good about like protecting that time. And it just – I didn't get it. But now I'm like, I love a Friday night at home. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such a good way to end the week. <laughs> and I'm like, who have I become? Like, I wouldn't turn down plans. Right. To, like, stay home on Friday night. But whenever I do have a Friday night at home, I'm like, this is luxury. Yeah. I totally get it. I Just, used like, to- here with my wine. Maybe order myself a pizza. I used to be the same where it was like I'd always stack my Friday night with, like, mm-hmm. you know, a bar or like you know dinner out or a party or concert or something it was always like you know it was kind of like the treat for the end of the work week you like go home change and then go out to whatever fun event but yeah like now I'm totally like all I want to do on Friday is like get like close my laptop and then be like ha and like crack a beer and just chill like order some takeout and go home and just relax at home you know and then you can like wake up fresh on Saturday morning so I getcha it's so good also I feel like it then it means that like you can wake up not early but like at a reasonable hour on Saturday and then have all day Saturday and all day Sunday instead of like being out all night Friday and then getting up late Mm -hmm. Saturday and feeling like your day is half gone So that's our preferences. Um, Anyway, (laughs) let us know what you like to do. We'll probably put a poll up, right? This is Friday night, in or out. So you tell us. But but that's that's the episode. That is – is there anything else you want to say about the one where they're going to party and then, spoiler, don't party? Um, Other than that, it's almost 9 o'clock p.m. Friday night here, and I'm getting ready to kick back with a puzzle. (laughs) Has, slash I'll probably turn on friends and be asleep in 25 minutes. I was about to say, has Matt already ordered the pizza that you guys are going to be? <laughs> no, I had a late lunch, so I just kind of had a snack. And I mean, you guys don't need to know this, but <laughs> I'm not hungry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had a uh, cheese board? But yeah, just kidding. <laughs> he had leftover lasagna that was frozen Ooh. from who knows when. Because oh. I didn't make it, so I don't know where it came from, but... <laughs> Ask books in it. <laughs> oh, geez, probably. Good call. Um, um, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Yes, thank you. Um, and next week is episode 10, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. So oh, there's good. there's that. Yeah, I do too. So, okay. Well, hey, Lots thank of you. train riding fun. Thank you so much. And you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.